Let's give a hand clap unto the Lord this morning. We'll change order this service. Sister Hannah, God put you on my heart in the last two weeks about a suitable helpmate. It wouldn't shock me this morning if it's your suitable helpmate somewhere in the service just like this, standing where you like you're standing, crying and reaching out for one right now. Because my God sees it all. I don't care if he's in Texas, Kentucky, Japan, it don't make any difference. My God knows how to put it together. And what God puts together, let no man put asunder. God's will put one man with one woman, honey. That's still God's will. When God's in it, it'll work. That's the will of God too, ladies and gentlemen. God's good. God's good. God bless you. We're going to let our classes go back. We're going to teach a lesson a little bit this morning. Got a good lesson. I feel like getting out of it today. That devil's a liar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I promise you I'll still try to hold to the time. Thank you so much for being here. Alicia, so good to see you. It hadn't surprised me, though. It's good to see you. God's working. He's always been working. He's always working. He really is. Hallelujah. He's working for us. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Sometimes God allows some things, amen, just to try to help us to, you know, hallelujah. But you know what? The devil's out to the source, but God's not going to let him. That's the reason he robed himself in flesh. Hallelujah. came to destroy the law of sin. Got a good lesson today if you read it. Powerful lesson. And uh, it'll help us uh, as we take note to it. And uh, it is lengthy. I probably could easily spend about two hours on this lesson this morning. Covered, you know, thoroughly enough then. But uh, uh, the, 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 the name of it, our ransom was paid. You know what the, the title is really saying? Our ransom was paid. That means we've all been held hostage. Has anybody ever been held as a hostage? I'm talking about really legitimate, you know, with a gun in your face and you ain't going nowhere. You stand right here. I'm, you work on to blow your brains out. <laughs> Everybody knows a little bit about being robbed. Hallelujah. We know how that, you know, circumstances, situations, you got those that's been trained and taught how to negotiate uh, and, and, and try to work a deal out. And uh, the, the old high deal of the, of the situation is to bring them out safely. Those that have been held hostage, amen, without harm, without being destroyed. Hallelujah. And so a lot of times these situations have to be held, you know, dealt with very carefully. Uh, you know, sometimes the one that holds them, if it gets the right situation, they'll just annihilate and destroy him. And that's going to happen. The enemy's going to be destroyed. He's going to be bound up a thousand years, but then he's actually going to be cast into a lake of fire. You never have to worry about him again. But until then, until then, there was a law, a law, a law of sin that, uh, that we, when we were sold out by the first Adam, and uh, we, we, everybody's born with this nature. Everybody's born with this law in them. And that's the reason it's a lot easier to do that which is wrong than it is to do that which is right. And even with the Holy Ghost. Well, 
Okay, here we go. <laughs> Praise God. Earthen vessels. Uh, the power of choice has not been taken away from us. And uh, the Holy Ghost will comfort us, lead and guide us, speak to us and help us. But it, it, is, it does not overwhelm us. It depends on what we give ourselves to. What we, where we spend our time and things of that nature. Whether or not, hallelujah, it's going to be where it needs to be. So we got a lot. We got a lot here. Um, you start talking about Romans, especially the 7th chapter, the 8th chapter, the 6th chapter. Very powerful chapters dealing with sin, uh, dealing with the law. Amen. I realize, understand Paul's writings. And a lot of his writings dealt with having to just deal with the law. Uh, he was persecuted. He was uh, many times uh, because of uh, the worshiping of, of by the way of the law. Amen. Because he wasn't fulfilling that and going in that direction. He was persecuted many times, even accused of uh, polluting the temple and things of this nature. Um, but uh, here, as we watch this, the ransom. Thank God for the ransom. There was only one that could pay that ransom. Amen. The ransom is paying what is being requested for whatever they have hostage. Uh, I don't know much about this cultural connection he talks about here. Amen. I thought, you know, well, buddy, if you, if you, you, you know, get my computer, you can, <laughs> I, I want to offer you a dollar. In fact, if you check into it, you probably just give it back. <laughs> hey, you mind if I put something in this thing? There ain't much in it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyway, you know, PC program, Bible stuff, and, you know, most things don't care much about that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to read about that a whole lot. But anyway, praise God. Here we are. So uh, as we watch this really uh, begins to unfold, uh, we, we understand what is being demanded. Now, here's the key about that. The, the one that's holding the individual hostage has the right to demand what he feels of the value of that. So it depends upon possibly the individual as, as or what it might be and how desperate somebody would want it and things of that nature. You know all about that. But, but how true that is even here. Amen. And so we, we see here that the demand uh, for what we was held hostage, uh, the payment was death. That's the payment. Got it? Now, we all deserved to die. Because the Bible says that we've sinned and come short of his glory. But God in his plan. Even from the very foundation. Of a man called Jesus Christ. Who's going to come and take the sins of the world away. He's going to pay a price. Because he's going to come with no sin. He's going to have this spotless blood. That 4,000 years of blood. That blood represented. Could not do it. Could not wash away. But as in, in representation or in the coming Messiah and the coming Lamb, as faith and acts of faith, amen. So sins will be rolled forward, waiting for that Lamb, waiting for that ransom to be paid in full. Hallelujah. So we've got a beautiful lesson here as we watch this unfold. And we understand. And, and then you, you, you get a better idea why we act like we act. When you get a true revelation of what has happened, what has taken place, and now... Especially after the death, burial, and resurrection, and experiencing repentance and baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, there is another law that entered into us a law of the Spirit. The letter alone could not save us. The letter alone caused the weakness of flesh. Even though it had instructed us how to live, what we ought to do, <clears throat> the first Ten Commandments, amen, gives us all we needed to live a victorious life, overcoming life. But the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. 
Amen. It's the spirit, the quickening spirit. The first Adam was a living soul. The second Adam being Jesus Christ was a quickening spirit. And so all this really begins to come together. And we really begin to see how important it is not only to receive the Holy Ghost, but to contain it, uh, protect it, uh, let it minister to us and guide and lead us and shape us and mold us and help us and, and who and what he desires us to be because it's the Holy Ghost. It's this law of the Spirit that helps us to live the overcoming lives of carnality and of flesh. And as long as this earthen vessel is with us and carnality is with us, it's hostile against God. Amen. And so any chance it gets an opportunity, amen, it'll be against God, the will of God, and things of that nature. If you'd have listened to your flesh this morning, you wouldn't have came. Now, flesh would have much rather. It's amazing to me how well you can sleep on Sunday mornings. People <laughs> folks, you know, it gets up at four and five o'clock. It's six days out of the week on Sunday mornings. Seven and eight o'clock roll around. They still what's the matter with me? I just take like you rug me or something. Every Sunday morning. <laughs> I'd bind that devil. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> but but so here we go. Uh, a, a great lesson. Focused thought. Jesus came to set us free from what? The bondage of sin. To set us free. He didn't come to save us in them, practice them, to be a servant. There is a difference. This is where a lot of people get mixed up and they start calling us, you know, oh, y'all think y'all hold on everybody else and all this stuff. No, 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 no. No, that's not it. Uh, we, we didn't say that we live a sinless life, that we don't ever make mistakes and come up short and drop the ball, things of that nature. But there is a far difference between that, amen, and being a servant of sin. In other words, it, 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 it's our taskmaster. It rules us. It dominates us. It controls us. What do you mean? That means that every morning I get up, first thing I do, I get up and get my Marlboros. <laughs> or whatever else. And, and, and it talks about this. It likens this when you start talking about the law of sin. It, sin also has its vices. It has its it, it can get, when you start walking in the path of sin and responding to it, and we say this often, it'll take you further than you expect it to go. It'll keep you longer than you expect. Because watch this, the law of sin, the, the, the debt for sin, and the law of sin is death. Now, the ransom, watch this, the ransom has been paid to deliver and set us free. But the choice is up to you and I. It's individuals. What we do with it. We can ignore it. Shove it to the side. Or love the pleasures of sin. More than the suffering for God. Moses gave us that example. Choosing rather to be. What? Suffer the afflictions of Christ. Than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. As Pharaoh's son. We're all born as Pharaoh's sons. But we have an opportunity, especially you and I as Gentiles. Because up until the time of Jesus Christ, the laws, the promises, was not given to us. It was given to the Jews, the Hebrews. Amen. God's elect and chosen people. Amen. But now, after the coming of Jesus Christ, he tears down the petitions and the walls. And now he's making a way that whosoever will. That God told him even in the tabernacle come hidden in a veil. That veil in that tabernacle, amen, is a veil of flesh. 
That's what the Bible, God's telling us even there will come hidden in flesh. And that flesh is going to be rent. That's the reason when Jesus Christ was hung on the cross. Amen. The veil was rent from top to bottom because a new veil now has been rent. And not only do we go into now a tabernacle upon the earth that was made by man's hands under the instructions of God and to Moses, but now we have access through a greater high priest and lamb called Jesus Christ. That's the reason as we sung the song this morning, we lift our eyes into the heavens from which cometh my help. So as we watch this, First Timothy 2 and 6, who gave himself a ransom for all. Not just the Jews. For all. No matter who they are. No matter the color of the skin. But for all people. Paul's writings to Timothy. Amen. To be testified in due time. In other words, to give. Testified, amen, is like giving witness in a court. <laughs> amen. You know, there's going to become a day where all got to give an account, right? Everybody's going to give an account. And so we're going to need some witnesses in court. And the blood that was shed has to be one of the witnesses. And this bunch that preaches that you don't have to be baptized in Jesus' name for how the applying of the blood is going to be absent of a witness on court day. And their sins would not be washed away. Because this is the only way you can find in the word of God for your sins to be washed away is to be buried in that lovely name of Jesus Christ. By faith. And when it's genuine faith, you won't look for any other titles or any other substitute or any other way won't do. When we got an attitude, well, any other way I do, well, no way I do. God don't believe in that. God believes in one way. He didn't tell, he didn't give, he didn't give Noah two or three plans to build an ark. He didn't give Moses two or three plans to build a tabernacle. And I don't believe God needs two or three plans or half a dozen plans or a hundred plans, amen, to build a church. I mean, whenever you, the architect and the planner, and you supplying everything, you don't need but one plan. My plan won't fail. Just obey the plan. You just follow the plan. The plan results at the end of the plan. It's going to happen. Because he's God. He's author and finisher. That's the reason the storm's not going to destroy you. The storm's going to help shape you, mold you. And what he desires you. Because he sees you far more than what you see yourself. Praise God. All right. I really don't know how to go about doing this now. But I've got about 20 minutes. It's <laughs> uh, a lot to cover. We're, going, we're just going to do our best to cover as much of it as we can. We understand here in the writings. Uh, uh, here even in the lesson itself. That Jesus stepped into a world that was to, being destroyed by sin. Amen. The law of sin itself that was coming in, overwhelming, overpowering, dominating, and controlling. Uh, this is something we really need to get an understanding of. This is what we learned so much from Romans, the seventh chapter, Paul's writings to the Romans there. Amen. Uh, is he, he writes to Tim how to deal with sin. How, what did he say in that? What did he tell us? He said, man, when I wanted to do good, he said, evil was present. He said, there was that that resisted. Amen. That would war against me. Uh, how many of you have to tell your kids, hey man, look, don't be so honest. Baby, don't tell, you don't need to tell all of the truth. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think too. 
We don't have it. You know why? It's because it's, it's our nature. It's a lot easier to do wrong than it is to do what's right. We'd rather support boy. We'd, rather, we'd much rather instead of pay the debt, we'd much rather just find, you know, spend a whole lot more time and effort finding people to get along. The reason a lot of people are in the mess they're in today is because they've been looking for a bunch of loopholes and still claim God and salvation and the blessings of the favor of God, but they, the loopholes won't work. Won't bring the same results. Confession can be made. And watch this. I believe sometimes and God says, okay, you confess. Let's see what you got. I know what you got, but we're going to see. We're going to let everybody else know. Because the reason of the gift of the Holy Ghost is to do what? It's to be a witness of who? Of William Moore? Of the first Jesus name church of Bendale? Of Bendale? No. It's to be a witness of who? Of Jesus Christ. Of God Almighty. There's a witness. Amen. There's a test. We got a testimony of being an overcomer. Not by all power, mind, strength, or nobody can save themselves. I'm saved by the grace of God. Amen. I've got another law that I've been introduced and I've allowed into my body. Amen. A law of the Spirit now. That's what Paul is relating to. Because watch him. As he dealt with this and talks about, you know, desiring to do good. And want to. And I was going to go through the whole chapter, but I, uh, most of it. But I won't do it for time's sake. But he talks about going through that and in the presence of wanting to do right. And he struggled with his mind. He said, hey, I want to do right. How many has ever really wanted to do right? But when it got right down to it, you done wrong. I didn't mean it that way. You know what I'm saying, though. Hallelujah. We've, we've all been there, you know. It's just something in us, amen. You know, when you want to say the right thing, but when the time comes, amen. You know, I hear a lot of people talking about, well, I do this and I do that. Well, you don't know your heart. You don't know what you'll do. Now, you, you know what you hope you do. And most of them is doing that bragging. Most of the time is bragging to do something they ought not do anyway. was mine. I'd buy this line and I'd do this and I'd do that. Well, why don't you take all that energy and pray them through? It'd do a whole lot more good. Huh? I mean, it really solved the problem then. Because, you know, you, we done found out you can't beat them, you can't lock them up, you can pass all the laws you want to. But when it's in their heart to do wrong, they're going to do wrong. It don't matter how much you find them, how much you persecute them, how much you do all of that stuff. When it's in their heart to do wrong, they're going to do wrong. But if you can get the heart changed, that's the reason if you can get them to a place of repentance and get the heart changed, that means the heart's got to be transformed. The heart's got to be changed. And the only way it can be changed is to receive another law. Because the law of sin is in every one of us. Top on the list. Let's read Paul. Last week, he what? He called himself chiefest of sinners. And he likens it to that because how he persecuted the church. And even though he'd done it through ignorance and thought he was doing what God wanted him to do. But, but the results was going to still be what? Death. And so the ransom's been paid for each one of us. And it's God's intent and desire for all of us to be saved. In fact, I can show you Ezekiel. You go to Ezekiel, the 18th chapter. What meaning that he, that he used this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying... The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. Did you know that spirit's still running rapid today? Now we understand. We understand that. Being raised by parents that are ungodly, don't go to the house of God. It has its effect on children, the outcome of those children. But whenever those kids and children become to an age of accountability, they start got to give an account, amen, for their own actions and deeds. And so basically this is what happens. Amen. That's what this is a proper word. Whereas the children come along and say, well, this is my father. You know, because they've eaten sour grapes. We have a reason. Well, this is the reason I act like I act. This is the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. 
No, there's a law of sin in you. Amen. And you're just fanning those flames. Giving wood to that. Now, you and I both know if you quit putting wood on it. How do you put wood on fire on things like that? Nobody likes me. Nobody cares. Everybody wants to throw me under the bus. I'm telling you, everybody, look at them, look at them, look at them. They're looking at me right now. A bunch of heathens. You're putting wood on fire. You know, you're stirring it up. Huh. Kind of like Rosalie. She likes ain't beds. She goes over and she wants to stir them up. <laughs> and then she just, hey, this is all she'll do. If you don't get to her, she'll stir them up. She, out. Out. It's going to come together. <laughs> Give it a little while. It'll come together. She'll realize. But, but you know what? That's the way we do sometimes with a lot of sin. <laughs> we just want to stir it up. It was just an ain't bed. Wasn't very big. But I'm going to tell you something. Stir them up. Go out there and stir their minds up. Don't kill them. Just stir them up. Give them a week or two and go out there and stir them up again. Give them a week or two and go out there and just stir them up now. Don't kill them. Just keep stirring them up. You know what's going to happen? That ain't bed's going to get bigger. Same way with the law of sin. But thank God for the Holy Ghost, the law of the Spirit. Because watch him. He goes right on down. He finally gets to that. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who's going to deliver me? Because he made it clear. Now watch it. In, in those verses, he made it very clear. The law couldn't do it. Now the law he's talking about is the law that Moses gave. Now he makes, he makes it clear. Was, was the law of God? Yes. Was it, was it wrong? No. God forbid. No. Because without the law, I would not have known not to covet. He took the law. So what happened? God had to give the law. But you know what sin done? Sin took the opportunity of law and pulled us into bondage. Gave us all these, these things you can't do, but no support of not doing it. Be careful here. They instruct tell you how to do everything, but don't lift a hand to do nothing. My first response to that a lot of time is, if you know so much and know how to do it, well, get over here and help us. I mean, I, I'm better off if you just give me some examples. I got that part. I can handle that. But how can I conquer this? How can I? And that's what Paul's saying. We couldn't do it by the law. It's proven. We proved that. He even had to go back and tell Peter. He said, come on, Peter, buddy. Come on, buddy. Now you want to put things on these Gentiles that you and I both know. We're saved by grace. And, and our fathers couldn't do it. Now we're going to try to put it on the bunch of Gentiles. I mean, he'd done it before all of us. Because he was going to make it plain. Hey, the law can't save us. Because why? The weakness of the flesh. Couldn't do it. it a, yeah, the law was righteous. Taught us the right way. Help us. It was a schoolmaster that led us to Christ. Let us to this lamb, this sacrifice, the one that's going to pay a ransom for us. So it all had to come. Why? Because sin. Because, what's this? If there's no signs on this road and no laws in this land like some of them's pushing. You've got to have laws, buddy. To have order, you've got to have laws. And consequences for the laws. 
That's where you can get lawyers and all this other stuff. And, you know, I'm not saying, well, your courts is full of flesh, carnality. It's educated, but it's still flesh and carnality. And they don't see things like we see. Not when we're looking through the, the lens of this book. In fact, if we got back to the law, the Old Testament, we wouldn't have near the courts over there. And lawyers had to go get on unemployment. What do you mean by that, preacher? Because we, we now the rock pile bunch would be busy. Making rocks so we can stone. <laughs> but we wouldn't take years long in courtrooms. You understand what I'm saying? But thank God for mercy and grace and compassion and long-suffering and gentleness and, and, and all the fruits of the Holy Ghost that Jesus Christ introduced unto us. And, and now he's handling it so much different. Amen. You know, even, even he, now, now, let me get back to Ezekiel, the 18th chapter, because it's God's will. Now, watch what happens here. He, he goes on, he talks about that, and he says, As I live, saith the Lord God, he shall not have occasion anymore to use this proverb in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine. All the souls are mine. Man, woman, one girl, there is bad, good, whatever, how you look at him, he's making it plain to us all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. And then he, he goes from that and uh, he, he begins to talk about, you know, if the individual is, is doing wrong and, and that he turns and he repents and turns from that, he can be saved. And then he goes to the one that was doing right and everything, but he turns from that and starts doing wicked and evil. And he, he's going to be lost. Okay, all that's in that chapter. You know it. Go back and read it. You know all about it. But the 23rd verse, watch this. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die? That's the point I keep trying to make to us a lot of times. Huh. We'd be a lot better off than putting a nine millimeter in their head if we could put anointed hand on them and pray them through. That's what God's saying. He gets no glory out of the wicked dying in that state, in that condition, when I've made a plan to redeem him and reconcile him and deliver him. That's of the devil. That's the devil's idea. That's the devil's plan. He's the one that's a thief. He's the one that's a murderer. He's the one that's a destroyer, not me. So he makes it plain in Ezekiel. It's not his will for any of us to lost undone, to die undone. It is not his will. Now he's talking to Israel here. He's using the man of God as he watches this unfold and takes place. Now if you don't think this thing is serious, well, I'm going to take you back to I'm going to take you back to Romans, the seventh chapter. Read the first four or five verses up there that we really don't like to read. But they're there. You know why he used this relationship between a husband and wife? As he talks about the law and how the bondmanship of that law, how powerful it really is. That's using he used the term husband and wife in marriage. There's no greater uh, a demonstration a bondmanship outside of marriage. That's the reason. Go back and read it. It's there. He, he used that. And he talks about it as long as the husband alive, the wife, by the law, is subject to him. As long as there's life. Now, he's driving for a point now. 
That's when he gets down and he starts in about the law. And he talk, starts talking about dying. So what's got to happen to us? Amen. To conquer. To overcome. Let me ask you. I believe everybody probably can answer this. What's the three gateways of sin? Lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. And the pride of life. If you can keep those three gates closed in your life. You're going to be all right. You can make it. Now you can't do it without the Holy Ghost. It's going to take the Holy Ghost to do it right. And if you try to do it any other way. It's going to be your own righteousness. It's just filthy rags. It's going to get you one way. That's what was happening. That's where the Pharisees were at. I don't be a Pharisee. I don't want to act like no Pharisee either. That's the reason, amen, we, 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 we tried to let people know, hey, it's, it's God's goodness and grace and mercy that I'm where I'm at. That's what Paul, that's what, that's what you know, if I'm an overcomer, all I can say, I'm, I'm testifying it's, it's the goodness of God. It's not my own power and might. It's, it's, I'm, I'm submitted myself. I yielded myself. I give myself. I had an ear to hear. I listened. But I didn't only just listen. I done what James, the high brother Jesus, told us uh, as a bishop in Jerusalem. Amen. I didn't just be a curer of the word. I became a doer. I responded by faith. Faith. Of, how do you know? Because, uh, amen, when, when Noah heard God said it was going to rain, amen, what did he do? He said, Bill, he started building an ark. He didn't care what everybody else thought. He went to build an ark. That's faith. By faith, by faith. And so when you hear the word of God, that's what you begin to do. That's what you start. And, and, and you know what? The enemy's not going to like that. Your own flesh is not even going to like that. It's going to be hostile. It's going to wrestle against you. And that's the point that Paul tries to get across to us. Amen. In this seventh chapter about this law of sin. Amen. That we were sold out. The first Adam brought death. The second Adam, which is quickening spirit, brought life. Amen. So, so the first Adam sold us out. Paul's writing makes it clear to us that, that, that Adam was not deceived. Eve was. Eve was tricked, beguiled, amen, by the devil. Amen. Okay? And, and, and you know, ladies, we like that or not, we don't like these terms. We don't like to hear that we're weaker vessel and all these other things and things of that nature. And, and if you're not careful, the spirit's coming up even in America right here. It wants to take over all the leadership. wants to do this and wants to do that and wants to prove everybody but I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to prove nothing outside of God here now. Amen. Things got to be done according to this book and his authority and his line. Right? I'm going to leave all that alone. But hey, it's, that, it's there. It's there to deal with. And so here we are as we watch this. Amen. And so he's, he, he deals with this law of sin. Hallelujah. And now we understand what's happening and what's unfolding, what's going to take place. And that's the reason he comes to that point in place. Who's going to deliver me? The old wretch man that I am. I want to do good. I want to do what's right. But when I'm trying to do evil, it's oppressing me. And I'm doing what I don't want to do. That means there's something inside of me. It's greater than myself and my own will. Now listen to what he told us. He said, so your own will or the law cannot, amen, deliver you from this power. Well, we get a little better understand the power of sin now, don't we? That's the reason when we start going down the path of sin, we start picking up, picking up habits. We start picking up elements and start using them. Huh. They become like vice. Chains. They'll shackle us down and bind us. And we'll find ourselves in a prison. We'll find ourselves in a place in sin. In the taskmaster of sin. Huh. That's how powerful the law of sin is. And you know what? I've heard of them. And, and I know. 
they, they, they wanted deliverance. They wanted to come out. And I'm going to tell you something. There's only one that can deliver. I'm talking about deliver. I'm talking about setting free. I'm not against the other programs. I'm not. But those programs ain't going to amount to nothing until the individual gets a made-up mind and starts lifting his eyes and calling on him. With earnest and sincerity, God, if you'll help me, I'm going to overcome this. But by your help, I can do this. That's true for all of us. We, everybody's not in the same depthness of sin, but everybody's in sin. Okay? Now, how much sin does it take for you to miss the mark? Did you know sin, that's what it means? Missing the mark. What is the mark? Being made whole. Being brought back into fellowship. Being brought back into the place of God. Going to heaven to be with God. And whatever he has thereafter. In eternity. Because the real death that we're talking about here is the second death. When you talk about the death that we'll have to pay. Because Jesus has paid it. The ransom has been paid. That's like somebody, you know, you held hostage by somebody. And they come and they pay the, the ransom. And you say, I want to go. I enjoy where I'm at. I like getting drunk. Well, you can get drunk in the church. Quit using that excuse. I like to get high. Well, you can get high. Paul got so high, he, he didn't know if he was in the body or out. I got Bible for all this. But you know what that is? I love flesh. I love carnality. I love the pleasures of sin. But there's, there's a payday. It's for a season. And nobody knows when their season is going to be cut off. If you don't believe that, go look at the graveyards. Those ages. And so Ezekiel makes it plain. God gets no pleasure. Out of the wicked dying in that condition. But you go on and watch what he says. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord God, and not that he should return from his ways and live? 32nd verse of Ezekiel 18. For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. So, we want to live for what? Ever. Eternity. That's what we're reaching for. That's what we're longing for. That's what we, we believe in God for. Amen. But to, for that to happen, amen, there's got to be a different law that begins to take a hold of us and moves upon us and help us with this struggle. Now we understand and get a little better insight of the struggle that's taking place that Paul's talking about. His own will, he couldn't conquer it. The law, he couldn't overcome it by just obeying the law. Amen. The law itself is a letter. He couldn't do it. So he's got to have some help. So that's when he turns to Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the one that's going to be my deliverer. He's the one that's going to make the way. Amen. Because he's the one that's going to help us. Amen. To overcome this situation that we have entered into. And I know my time's up. Can I, I'm going to look at a few scriptures right here at the last. And, and I'll let you go. We really appreciate you. And what, what's happened here. Why don't I just turn to this. So it's Timothy's writings here. If you go to Timothy the second chapter. Actually if you read this acceptable unto God. If you read those first few verses. Amen. It actually dealt with kings and leaderships and things of that nature. Amen. That's what it dealt with. Praying for them. Being obedient unto them. Uh, 
I'm going to tell you something. It's hard to be a real powerful witness and not to obey the laws of the land. Okay? I'm going to leave it like that. That's the reason I'm not a fan. If you break the laws, I don't care if it's driving down the road. If you're breaking the laws, deer hunting, fishing. Okay, when you go into Walmart next time, just go in there and pick that stuff up. God, you know, God blessed you. God made it. Pick it up. Put it in that box and walk out. Okay, now the deer belong to who? Ain't nobody. We, now we, we claim, you know, it's got my name on it. But, but really, you know, they don't belong to none of us. They belong to the state. And the state has got regulations of how they should be taken. Now, we may not like that because most of us would rather moonlight them, hunt them at night. We used to bait them up. Used to pour gold out. We still can. It's a more legal now. It's just got to be 100 yards. How many of you got your, your goal out 100 yards? It's a long way to shoot a bow range. I count mine. I hope it's 100 yards. 114 steps. I hope that's I'm not even really planning on shooting in that shooting house. I got a grandson, I hope. I hope he kills it. My son said, I can't let him shoot that. I'll have to shoot that. <laughs> you know why? What would y'all think of me? <laughs> you know, y'all, y'all at the general dollar store somewhere, 9 or 10 o'clock one night, and blue lights come through, and y'all looking, who's in the side over? The pastor. I'd wave one hand. What would y'all think of your pastor? <laughs> hey, my pastor, they got his head on. Woo! Well, I got a pastor, man. Hey. That's like the Catholic saying about the priest, man. That thing gets drunk with us. <laughs> what else is he doing? See what I'm saying? So how much? How much? See, that's what you that's what got the law of sin. Because if you give in cure. What does it say? What is what are we what's the saying been around as long as I can remember? If you give the devil a inch, he takes a that don't sound too good to me, does it? So I don't want to give him an inch. I mean, if he's gonna take a mile, how much how many miles have you got to give him? You know what I've taught here. I don't care how good you can play ball. How many of them three shots you can make? You're standing on the line. You can make them all night. One right after the other. None of them don't count. The scoreboard won't change one bit. And when we walk outside the laws of this book, because we're not humbled ourselves unto the law of the Spirit, His Spirit, not ours, the Holy Ghost. The Bible says... Greater is he that is in me now. See, that's the reason you got to have the Holy Ghost. It's greater than the law of sin. I got some help now to battle against this law of sin. I'm tempted. I'm flesh. I'm prone. I'm inclined to not handle this right. But the Holy Ghost will come to my rescue. The Holy Ghost will rise up. The Holy Ghost will go, oh, oh, wait, oh, wait. But you know what? I'd love to tell you to tie your hands and body slam you. 
We won't do it, will we? Our choice. You know what we do from that point if we're not careful? See, this is what's wrong with the world. This is the reason America's got where she's at in the political realms and everywhere. Now, they, they feel comfortable in that lifestyle, and they want to shove it down our throat and God's. God loves us. He cares. This ain't sin. See, we're living in a world today that nothing's sin. Just do what I want to do. We'll live like in the judges. I want to do what's right in my own sight. Well, you don't need the Holy Ghost. I mean, if we're going to do our own thing and live in our own sight, then why? What's the need of the Holy Ghost? We don't even need the Bible, do we? That's what happens when you start pulling snots up. Shows up. But it's still, you know what? We'll lose our powers of witness. Did any of you feel like we've lost any ground with technology? Than we did 30 or 40 years ago. In some areas we really have. We use that thing a whole lot more liberal than what we used to. Hey, I, I know some folks, if, if, they, if they had got their computer or their cell phone, they'd have had a heart attack. I've watched them. I watched one one time. Somebody picked up their phone. Dad, I was standing there. I was a pastor. I said, flag. The only reason you'd act like that is because that's stuff in that thing you don't hear them or nobody else to see. But God sees it. God knows it's there. That's the reason we've been taught, you know, take them computer and put them out in the open. Put them where everybody can walk in. That's, it's, it's a safety. You know? <laughs> How many had a computer in your home 30 years ago? 20 years? 10 years? How many's got a computer in your home? Don't tell me the game hasn't changed. I'm telling you the game's changed. The law of sin has more. See, that's the reason we made a stand against Hollywood, against television. Why? Pipe that in our living rooms. I mean, hey, our forefathers made a stand years ago before it ever got, you know, just Andy Griffin and Theresa, what was a crowd or something like that. But, but now, I'm where I'm at now, I look back at some of that thinking, what was that? Three's a couple. Odd, odd couple. Odd couple. Three's a crowd. What, the two boys and a girl or two girls and a boy? Right? Am I right? Shacking up? Odd couple. But the two men living together, am I right? I'm right. I'm telling you, the devil knows how to slip in on you. We've got to be careful because the law of sin, what, how much does it take to get it stirred up? It's like coals just laying there waiting for the right moment. Watch that thing again. Burn us alive. But, oh, we're a bunch of fogies. We're a bunch of squares. We're ignorant. Said that about Peter now. Called him ignorant and unlearned. But when they need a miracle, they know who to go. Let's go get Peter. 
you got a man that's been laying at the gate <laughs> called beautiful all his life. <laughs> he wouldn't, none of them would come got him. You hearing what I'm saying? Law of sin. It's powerful. It's like dynamite, son. This flesh. That's the reason he goes on. He says, and it's actually in parentheses, but it says, there's no good thing in my flesh. I got to stay on top of it. I got to keep it beat black and blue and under subjection. I got to stay. It's a struggle day in and day out. Amen. You ever get tired of the struggle just on the inside of you? Trying to keep this old man. And that's the reason. And I'm going to preach on this some tonight. I, I know my time's right. But, but that's the reason. You know what the answer is? He gave us the answer. You know what the answer is to that? You got, you got two choices. We can either walk in the flesh. Or we can walk in the spirit. And if we don't walk in the spirit. We don't have one other option. And when we walk in the flesh. It's just, it's just natural. It's just, it's just the natural thing to do what's not. If we're not careful, here's, here's what's happened. Here's what America's done. Justify. It's okay. You don't believe that? Hey, they got some people getting together today that's got homosexual lesbians that's in their pulpits. We got, and I'll just tell you, the Methodist church right now is splitting wide open because of that right there. Because the pressure is being put on them to accept that lifestyle. And don't preach against it. But when you shut your mouth about sin, amen, when you close your mouth about it, that means you justify and you just let it. That's the reason they're constantly trying to put Paul in them in dungeons. Beat them. They want to shut their mouths. They'd have killed them if they got away with it. But God didn't say, no. But they had to be willing to suffer for the namesake. Just like they persecuted Jesus. You know what? We have to, too. But if we're willing to endure the suffering, guess what? The power of the Spirit's going to also it's going to operate for us and help us. Huh. I know I'm through. Let me go back to the song for just a second. The storm. We're all in a storm. Some's worse than others. Some different types of storms. But we're all in this storm of making it. Becoming the finished product. Life eternal. Glorified body. And so that law of sin. And I'm going to tell you something. Get over. Go right back to that Ezekiel. Don't let your past be your crutch. Whenever you get ready to blow your cool. And you get ready to act in a way that you know the Holy Ghost and the Word of God is against. But you override it. And say, well, that's how I was raised. Mom and daddy done this and mom and daddy done that. Sooner or later, you've got to, you know what? Sooner or later, you've got to cut ties with some of that and say, you know what? I'm on now. And the Bible, here's, here's what he done now. He put it down to every single soul. It's going to give account. I'll tell you something. If William Moore don't go to heaven, it's going to be William Moore's fault and nobody else's. Nobody else's. All we've all had times that we could backslide and use the excuses. I've been called a thief. I've been done this and that. But 
that don't scratch the surface of what Paul and Peter and Jesus suffered. I'm talking about it don't even scratch the surface of what some of those men suffered for this name's sake. I don't want to backslide. No. God, help us be full of the Holy Ghost. Help us be a Stephen. I'm telling you, we're living in a generation that needs some Stephens. That's willing to take the licking and keep on ticking. With the right spirit and with the right purpose. And God's on my side. And he's bringing me through. God's touched us here today. God's ministered to us here today. God's touched some lives here today. God's put some things in motion for us. Let's be faithful to him. He's going to see us through. He loves us. I'm going to tell you right now. It's not God's intent for anybody in this room to go to hell. Or to let sin dominate, control, and destroy your life. There is another law called the law of the Spirit. Called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That you and I can receive and walk by. And be led by. Bible called it secure. That means comforter. The Holy Ghost are leading guide us into all truth. But you can't treat the Holy Ghost like a spare tire. When's the last time you used your spare tire? I, I, I don't plan on using one. I'll be honest with you. I don't plan, that's for sure. I'll try to keep good tires and try to. That's the same way with the Holy Ghost. I don't wait to Wednesday night to start getting my mind back on God and the Holy Ghost and things of that nature. Can't do that. You've got you to gotta let the Holy Ghost work through you on a, on a regular and daily basis. Because I'm going to tell you something. The law of sin is there always. And it's in the mind. Watch what he said. In these members there is a law that wars against my mind. That's the reason we need the renewing of the mind. You know what needs to happen from the White House down? A renewing of the mind. A renewing, a waking up, a moving. That what, what was sin, what would, what, would, what would disqualify. Watch what Paul said. I know what time. Disqualified. Do you know what that means? Uh, he said he called it a castaway. At the end, at the end of the journey, you can stand, stand up. I know you're tired. Stand up. At, at the end, castaway. Castaway. That means becoming disqualified. You know what that is? That's like winning the champion and having the trophy. And, and, and you know, you got it in your hands. Especially, I didn't know this. I had to ask some guys that, that keeps up with car racing all because some of it came up and I said, What are y'all talking? What do you mean? I said, Well, it's an actually they can win the race and, and win, you know, the 500 and all that, whatever it's all called, and, and say, and be in, in, in there and get the truck. He said, But after it's all over, they take that automobile and take it into a place and examine it. And if it's not the right height, if it's not the right whatever, the horses and all these different things that qualifies it are disqualified. They snatch that away from them. That's 
what Paul's talking about. After I've run this race and fought this battle to the end of the journey. Because I let the wrong spirit that I kept covering up, that I kept excusing. Instead of letting the Holy Ghost and the Word of God and sincere prayer deal with it and drive it out and conquer it. Now I became disqualified. I became a castaway. Second death, that means spending an eternity without God. That's the second death. And it's not God's will for any of us to experience that second death. That's the reason there was a ransom called Jesus Christ that came and bled and died and poured out. Amen. That's the reason we can find no more condemnation as we walk in the Spirit. As we walk in the Spirit. Let's walk in the Holy Ghost like we've never walked. Let's purpose that in our hearts, our minds, our spirit. Oh, you never. This flesh is always going to be hostile. It's always, you know. Uh, it's not going to jump up in the morning time. Woo, yeah, I'm going to pray an hour a day and fast three days. It's not going to do that. <laughs> Amen. In fact, it's going to talk you out of it if it can. Sure will. Uh, you pray. Hey, hey, just drink your cup of a coffee, sit here, take it easy. Don't, don't get all worked up. Why don't you do it that way whenever, you know, somebody rubbed you wrong? Why don't that same flesh, amen, say, oh, calm down, dude. It ain't worth all that. You ain't not, what's the matter with you, man? It doesn't do it, does it? It's right the opposite, doesn't it? Hostile. Because it's a lot easier to let my temper that I got from so-and-so, that they got from so-and-so, and we had it since we come out of Noah's day. <laughs> it's a lot easier to do that. I'm going to tell you something. Doing what's right is not always the easiest thing. But I can tell you this much. It's always right. At whatever cost. It's always right. Love you. Appreciate you. It's just good to have you with us. God bless you. Come back. 5.30 prayer time. 6 o'clock service time. Love you. Come back. Expecting a great move of God. Sorry we kept you so long. God bless you.